Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 53. I'm Aaron M. Routson in Los Angeles, California, and with me... Kim Houston in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, 2016 continues to be the worst year ever. Yeah. After just... we find out this world, of course, this 2016 world stealing Craig Sager from us. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh. Major bummer. This one, this one hit me kind of hard, you know. I, I think uh, a lot of it, it wasn't unexpected, but I don't know. I think it hurt more. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a surprise. Yeah. It just sucked through and through. Yeah. Um, the disadvantage to working in an office that's primarily women is that there were really only. Uh, two people that I could say anything about it to. <laughs> so everyone else was like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, major bummer. Yeah, yeah major I, bummer. I was kind of, uh, I got the news from front of the pod, Dan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just immediately felt horrible. Yeah, yeah. I watched a lot of uh, classic YouTube interviews, though. Just burn this suit. Yeah. Bur- you take this home, you burn it. <laughs> you burn it. Whole thing. And the shoes. You burn it. <laughs> um, so many good classic KG Sager moments that were well worth revisiting. Yeah. Um, so definitely did a little bit of that. But, yeah. I mean, you know, to your point, like, knew it was coming, but, of course, had to happen in 2016, the worst year ever. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I saw uh, on, the new, on the news before we started uh, recording that Zsa Zsa Gabor died. Uh, yeah, she was 99, allegedly. Nobody knows. Nobody actually knows how old she was. So that's chill. I wish no one knew how old I was. That's chill. Well, (laughs) just like, how old am I? You don't know. You don't know. The thing is, I would, I would want people to be like, she was presumably 100. Like if I got that high, 99, Mm -hmm. what a rip. So close. But yeah, that, uh, Shasha Gabor famous for a little different, uh, scenario than for sure. Craig Sager, but, uh, I don't know. It's just I, I the reason I bring it up is um, I keep thinking that nothing else can happen. Oh, we got time. Yeah, we, we got a good we got a good, you know. We got over 10 days left. That's plenty of time. You know, I'm. <laughs> plenty of time for some garbage to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Total garbage. Yeah. Although um, I, I did enjoy uh, on SNL last night, uh, Chance the Rapper and Keenan uh, pretending to be Run DMC mm. and rapping about it being the last Christmas with Obama. Oh, so sad. Yeah. It, it was really, really funny and, and good. Oh. I didn't watch yeah. SNL last night, so uh, I, I can't comment on that. Although someone did send me 
a clip of Hillary Clinton visiting electors' houses with <laughs> signs about why they should vote for her tomorrow. Yeah. I can't believe that day is already upon us. Mm-hmm. So soul crushing reality. Yeah, soul crushing reality. But the thing the thing that I keep thinking about, and I don't don't get me wrong, I I think things are gonna, you know, turn out the unfortunate way they did on election night. But a part a tiny part of me thinks things could go totally sideways tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I I think it, it could be one of those things where um the tiny part of you is recognized and then we just have like full on out constitutional, like crazy crisis. Yeah. You I, know. F- I feel like tomorrow could result in total chaos. I really do. Yeah. Like ri- people, insane people rising up or, or we do the slow burn, mm-hmm. you know, well, inevitable. I- or, you know, the perceived inevitable happens and then things just get progressively shittier and shittier and shittier. And then you just have, like, complete and total chaos just a little bit later than now. Just mixing it up a little bit. Um, you know? Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I read after getting my – I feel like – you know how I always joke that you have the mascot alerts turned on on e- the ESPN app? Yeah. I feel like my New York Times – app has the death alerts turned on like anytime someone dies Mm -hmm. it let me know that the guy who invented the Heimlich maneuver passed away he was 96 Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know it's always just like this person died this person died and I'm like thanks New York (laughs) Times keeping me in the know on who's dead (laughs) so I got my death alert about Zsa Zsa Gabor Mm -hmm. and then I was just doing a little reading and they had a whole piece about, you know, what to expect tomorrow. And there were all these, like, scenarios and all of these other things. And I was thinking to myself, when ever in history has the New York Times had to, like, do this explainer on the Electoral College? Like, usually it's just like, yep, that's it. With the exception of, like, Bush, Bush versus Gore. Mm-hmm. This is really the only time that anyone's like, well, who knows what will happen? So... Then I read an article, then I read a New York Times wedding section article about two people that met when they were 15 in New York and had this on-again, off-again relationship and how one night they got in a fight and broke up, but then they both randomly ended up at the same Taco Bell on 14th Street and got back together. And I was like, wow, I hope this happens to me someday. You get in a fight and then you meet the person at Taco Bell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the title of it was like out of all the Taco Bells in in town or something. Yeah. First of all, there aren't that many Taco Bells in New York. So the idea that this would be like that there's so many is mm-hmm. I've been to that Taco Bell. I could probably tell you the last time I was there. But <laughs> uh, I was like, man, I hope someday if I ever got married, end up in the New York Times wedding section. And it's like she was eating French fries in a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> So, because usually the New York Times wedding section is like Snoozeville, USA. Although, shout out to a friend of the pod, uh, Troy, whose wedding was in the New York Times wedding section. So, like, how how does that happen to a person? Do you just have enough money to get in there? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's either like a weird story or money. Mm-hmm. Those are really the only the only ways. So, yeah. 
Yeah. That's how. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this Taco Bell couple's going to break up. No, it, you have to read this. I'll send you the story. It's an epic tale. Yeah. Epic tale. They met when they were 15. Now they're 31 and 32. So, yeah. long time. Long time to get to that Taco Bell, you know? It wasn't like, because the title made it sound like, uh, to be real with you, I was like, oh, what did these people meet in like a Taco Bell in like rural <laughs> Kansas? And then now it's like a New York, like I didn't know what to yeah. expect. And I was reading the story, and I was like, okay, where's the Taco Bell, though? I kept, like, reading it, because it was long. 15-plus mm-hmm. years of these people, on and off. And then we finally get to the Taco Bell detail, and I was like, oh, I can't believe they... I mean, it was real clickbait, because I wouldn't have read it if it was titled something different. But good job, New York Times. So, uh, so yeah, that's my, that's my report. It's my report on the New York Times app. Yeah, the the phrase on again, off again just kind of makes my skin crawl. You you gotta read it. You gotta give. You gotta read it. It's no, no, no. I I I I'm sure this story is um, great. I don't know about great, but it it was it it made sense when I read it. I don't know because whenever people say they're you know like, oh, our relationship's really on again, off again, and it just I don't know. I feel exhausted after yeah. that person. Yeah, I mean, these people, like, grew up together, and then he moved to Australia, and she stayed in New York, and then, like, he came back to New York. I don't know. It it was a good story. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was better than reading about Donald Trump, so, you know. (laughs) You gotta get that app that turns every photo of uh, Donald Trump into uh, kittens. Oh. hmm. If I liked kittens more, that would be worthwhile to me. But... Yeah, I mean, that's good. It's really, it's really improved my mood. I, I mean, yeah, I can see that how that would be useful over the next four years. So, I, I get it. That app's timely, needed. Yeah, needed. So, um, other things. Well, speaking of Craig Sager, I watched, I watched Pop's speech about Sager, or not speech, but like when they interviewed him the other night Mm -hmm. about it. If there's anyone I want to hear talk about Craig Sager, it, it's probably Greg Popovich. Yeah. I mean, between Kevin, it's like Kevin Gardet and Greg Popovich. Everyone else's opinion, <laughs> like, that's fine. But those two are the heavy hitters for me. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it seemed like they, whenever Sager would interview Pop, it was, you know, sometimes seemed contentious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But. Obviously, there was just, you know, a pool of respect. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It, it was really nice to to hear Pop talk about him, and it, it was certainly uh, heartwarming. It, it, it was nice seeing uh, all the outpouring of grief from the league, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody commented on, because on, I posted a kg that the moment from the burn your suit <laughs> moment yeah. uh one of my former grad school faculty made a comment that she depends on context for all sports news from me and i was like well here you go there's some context <laughs> on this one for you so check out his i mean his sartorial sartorial moves are way up there so um speaking of pop though 
uh, and this is this is actually more about Tim than Pop, but tonight yeah. is uh, Tim Duncan's retirement ceremony. Yeah. Uh, understated as as expected. All the players are wearing black and white twenty one socks in tribute. They look like they basically look like gym socks, which should surprise <laughs> no one. Yeah. Um, Classics. Well, you know, not everybody can leave a poem on everybody's chair letting them know he is retiring. So. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ugh. Yeah. retirement. Yeah. So, um, didn't we find out about that last year right around this time? Yeah, I mean, it was, we found out about it while we were recording, and you kind of read most of it to me Yeah. on the pod. Yeah, when I we thought were I was recording. in Cleveland. I was in Cleveland when we recorded it, which would have meant it was around the holidays. So, anyway, uh, they're having his, his retirement ceremony after the game tonight, and uh, there was an article on ESPN where, the, I guess they had interviewed Pop about him earlier this week, and... Uh, Pop said that they are soulmates, more so <laughs> off the court than on, which I find very intriguing. Yeah, I, I want to know more about that. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I, you know, I can't even, like, think about, imagine what their conversations are like. It's like, like I can't even imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. How to use the fewest words in a conversation ever. <laughs> That's those two talking to each other. I bet they have the best, like, the best uh, nonverbal signals of any couple of all time. Oh, yeah. Like, better than people who have been, I mean, they've basically been married for 20 years. So, I I just can't imagine a more nonverbal couple than Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich. Yeah. Yeah, and Pop said... uh... He he viewed him like like a son. Yeah, like a, he loves him dearly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I could see that because he basically he raised him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, they're having the. So I guess Tim Duncan was reluctant to be present for any kind of retirement ceremony. So truly, the inverse of of Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant. Um, and uh, Pop talked him into having a little reception afterwards, which he <laughs> described as some kind of weird church basement. Everyone has a paper cup full of Coke, Coca-Cola type scenario. Real rollicking good time. Beer or wine or with food. Maybe. Or maybe a little bit of food or a Coke. Wow. Don't go too crazy. I just imagine everybody, like I said, in a church basement, Standing around, folding chairs, little paper cups of, you know, wheat coffee or, or Coca-Cola <laughs> or whatever. Not talking. You know. It, it sounds like you are um, describing his retirement party or, like, after an AA meeting. Yeah. Or, like, after a church, a ch- like a church, you know, post-service uh, coffee coffee clatch or whatever yeah i Hmm. i mean this is like the like i said like the inverse of the Cavs after they won the championship (laughs) so but i I, know i think that just uh you know 
Tim Duncan. I know. I mean, they should give him what he wants. They should give him what he wants. I get it. I just think it's funny that, it, you know, it's like the most... T- he didn't want to do it, A. Mm-hmm. B, Greg Popovich is like, come on, have a, have a, have a half a Coca-Cola. Come on. You know, um, but I, I really uh, respect this this way or not wanting to make a huge deal of it well yeah because you hate you hate the retirement parade you hate it i I hate the retirement parade and i i think it's also you know i'm also a person who like daydreamed about ghosting a job once yeah you know yeah yeah Uh, i i would i think i could be that person that's just like you know what deuces i'm out See you never. But see, I think Pop makes a good point to to Tim or Timmy in that article <laughs> where this is like, yeah, you might not want the accolades and all that stuff, but fundamentally it's for the fans. Yeah. So to me, I'm I am a fan of the retirement parade. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I mean, I, I don't love Kobe Bryant's poem. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but. I do love knowing in advance uh, that this is going to be this person's last season and whatever. How uh, That said, I've been duped by Didier Drogba several times that he's retiring and then he magically comes back again. But that's more like a pleasant, pleasant and kind of annoying surprise than anything else. But yeah, I feel like you kind of, I mean, you've been in the league 20 years, whatever, so many fans like they, they want to, it's more that they want to do it for you than like you want to receive it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What's going to happen? Like when LeBron retires, Oh my God. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm sure it'll be nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's just, I, I keep going back to the, you know, Because I can see it being for the fans, but I don't think you need to have an entire season or an entire half of a season to, like, process it. Like, you know, Tim Duncan hasn't died. <laughs> no, although you did, when we did talk, when we did discuss Kobe, you, when you did talk about how he died. So, <laughs> yeah, I true. guess for our listening True, audience. That I mean, maybe that's just more like, I'm really glad that Kobe Bryant is out of my NBA life. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. Kobe Bryant, like Tim Duncan's a little different because I don't know that many people who are like, Oh, I love Tim Duncan and weren't Spurs fans. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like people, and this, I feel like this is the same for LeBron now too. There's people that like could not care less about the Cavs, but love LeBron or mm-hmm. only love the Cavs because they love LeBron. And they'll follow up. Like if LeBron was like, I'm going to the Utah jazz, those people would be jazz fans. Oh yeah. No, I know people like that. Yeah. So I think that for Kobe, a Kobe loves attention, even though he pretends like he doesn't, he does. So in the case of Kobe announcing early, you are a saying I'm this important that I have to tell people up front in a poem, in a poem, B 
you're giving the chance to everybody who lives in all these other cities to see you that one last time when, when the Lakers play in your city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying he, it's right, but that's that approach. Yeah. Did he jack up ticket prices even higher than they already are to go see the Lakers? Absolutely. But did he screw that one guy out of his StubHub tickets? <laughs> yes. Uh, I wonder what ever happened to that guy. But I, I can see. Maybe, maybe he's just perusing sports, yes. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get to sports, yes. But uh, just checking the score. But I think that there's something to be said for both approaches. I hope that not everybody – I really hope that LeBron doesn't write a poem. But, you know. I don't know. I mean, he, he wrote uh, an article to come back to Cleveland. I, he's going to write something. Ugh, I hope it's just long form, though, and not poetry. But – you know, I want to know up front when LeBron's retiring. I want to know. <laughs> I want to be informed. I don't want to be caught off guard. I don't want him to just disappear. He never yeah. would. That's the opposite of LeBron's personality. But, uh, you know, because sometimes there's other guys who just kind of, like, disappear. What's, what's Mike Miller doing? I don't know. Sometimes people just disappear to China. Whoops. <laughs> so... Yeah, you know, different strokes for different folks. I, yeah. I, I think for for a person, an individual, I, I probably would be more Tim Duncan. You're on the Tim Duncan side. I'm definitely, I uh, unabashedly am on the Kobe side. I would be telling people left and right. So I'm definitely more of the retirement parade camp. Yeah. You're the ghoster. It's fine. That's why yeah. this works out so well, you know? <laughs> Both bringing different things to the table. So, yeah. huh. well, one issue on which we are aligned is our, our current feelings about Derrick Rose, uh, <laughs> which I've been, I've been rewatching The Good Wife lately, um, which is a pretty good show. Yeah. And uh, I, I, was in the, I was watching one of the episodes in the second season and there's a one of the characters is dating a woman who's who's a who's a sports journalist for the sporting news and um in an, this episode originally aired in October of 2010 so <laughs> she they're at this gala and this sports journalist is checking scores on an app on her phone called sports-yes which was hilarious to me for some reason. Sports, yes. Sports, yes. I love a good generic... I love when TV shows, and I understand why they have to do it, but it's the creativity on what they're named that I truly love. When they have to come up with these generic terms for like apps and websites and social media networks. One, one show that definitely does an amazing job is SVU. SVU has come up with some hilarious stuff over the years. One of my but faves. I, one of my faves is Dean Kane is uh, a, a a serial rapist who's on a dating website, and his email address is like Romeo at for you dot com. So, 
I just know. wonder in the writers' rooms if they're trying to make the make these apps and social media sites as ridiculous sounding as possible. I so hope so. I hope yeah. so. Make it fun for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> really make Jerry Orbach say something weird. Or Ice T. It's great when Ice yeah. T has to say them. Like, get iced tea and old tongue twister. Oh, they were on uspace. It's their uspace profile. It's always like, <laughs> it's always like, you can tell what they're trying to talk about, but they can't uh -huh. say the actual thing. So it's like, oh, faceplace.com. You're like, oh, <laughs> God. Okay. So some pretty good ones. Um, sports Yes. Sports Yes was definitely funny. Also, it looked so like, janky and generic and so the premise of that show takes place in quote-unquote chicago even though <laughs> they film it in new york <laughs> and it's so obvious i was watching an episode today where like two characters are on the l but it's clearly <laughs> a new york city subway car <laughs> and um the uh the um so this sporting news character, yeah, she's checking mm -hmm. the score of the Bulls game. The Bulls are playing the Jazz on her phone and, like, gets an update that Derrick Rose, like, hit a three. And I'll tell you what, I was like, oh, man, I remember when that was actual news. Now I'm like, who cares? So sad. I, I think it's interesting that um, it also sounds like this app's functionality sucks. Oh yeah. Like why would you want to get an a notification every time Derek Rose hit a 3? I I mean cuz back then back then you I guess would get excited about that because you'd be like, yeah, Derek Rose is the future of the league. You know, <laughs> I mean, remember 2010 was a time remember 2010. That was yeah. a time we still thought Derek Rose was like the, you know, going to be up there. Yeah. That was, let's see. Yeah, that was pre-ACL tear. So... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we thought... We thought... We were hanging our hats on Derrick Rose being the savior. How how wrong we were. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Get that, get that rape trial going, then you get a bunch <laughs> of injuries, and then you're, like, playing for the Knicks, but you're sitting half the time, so... It's rough, man. But, yeah, don't worry. It's forever... His... His heyday is forever preserved on that Sports Yes episode of The Good Wife. <laughs> they were like, they were, and they were like, it was so, I wish you, I, I'll have to have you watch it. Because they're talking yeah. about Derrick Rose in this way that, like, we talked about Derrick Rose at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, ugh. Like, remember that whole, even, even remember that whole ad campaign when he was uh, coming back. Oh, yeah, that coming back ad. Oh, uh, very compelling. Yeah. Very compelling. Then that, you know, that was garbage fire. So I still have my Derrick Rose jersey. It's in a drawer. I'll remember it fondly forever. <laughs> yeah, because like, you got it pre-tear. Yeah, I'm responsible for that tear. What what do people do with their old jerseys? I've thought about this. 
Like when that player gets traded to another team, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like, I mean, I got some real doozies in my collection, as you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think you just keep it. I mean, I don't know. I Going to games, you see some folks wearing some kind of older jerseys. That's true. I, I mean, at the Cavs parade, I saw some shit I did not even know existed. <laughs> um. I would love to see a Danielle Marshall Cavs jersey somewhere, though. That would be a true reward. But yeah, I have, like, a Jonas Jurebko Pistons jersey that I bought when we went to sit courtside. I have, well, I have my Delonte West jersey, which, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole other issue. (laughs) Um, Yeah, then I have a Derrick Rose Bulls jersey. Yeah, I'm like, what am I going to do with these? I mean, keep them. Keep them, yeah. Well, yeah, because they cost a fortune. But I just, I, I wonder, like, what, especially, I mean, especially if you are an adult buying adult jerseys. I'm an adult buying <coughs> children's jerseys still. And those are pricey. Like, what do you, like, where's your Rondo jersey? In my closet. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What else? What other one did you... What, which one did you buy when we saw the Pistons? Uh, Moose. Oh, yeah, Moose. Forgot about mm-hmm. that. Are, they only, are those the only two you have? Um, yeah, I think so. I, um, I almost got a LeBron Christmas jersey last year, but mm. Jason didn't pull the trigger. Jason. Uh, well, maybe Santa will bring you one this year. <laughs> maybe Santa. Come on, Santa. Pony up. I finally have a LeBron one. I have a LeBron Harvard Classics orange one. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just wonder, like, what do you do? I mean, I guess a lot of them end up at the thrift store. Yeah, or, like, on the backs of dudes at Pitchfork or Lollapalooza. Oh, yeah, a lot of that. That's a good tradition that you had going there. Yeah. Free BuzzFeed. Pre-BuzzFeed yeah. article. Yeah, come on. Come on. I was living that life long before. <laughs> the worldwide feeder scooped you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all good. But yeah, sports, yes. That's, how, that's what I use to check my scores. Sports, yes. Sports, yes. I'm so great, interested in sports. Website. Do you know about this app, Sport, yes? Sports, it, the best is that it was sports hyphen yes. <laughs> it wasn't even like one word. I'm gonna take a picture of it and I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna love it. It's just so ridiculous looking. Like, come on, this woman is a professional journalist. Maybe that's the secret professional journalist app that we don't know about, though. Maybe everyone's oh, sports. using sports. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't made up. Yeah. Um, if you know about sports, yes. <laughs> if you can tell me. About sports, yes, or face Are place. Are you a sports, yes, truther? Faceplace.com. <laughs> my faceplace profile. My my room. That was one on. My- Degrassi, Degrassi, the next generation, also had some really good ones. 
Oh, yeah. Face Jesus, range. Degrassi. I can't remember if face range was Degrassi or if it was SVU. Face range was on there. And then there was my room. <laughs> your my room page. My, I think my room was Degrassi. That was Degrassi? Okay. Fuck. Face now, range. now I just want to watch. I want to rewatch all of Degrassi. Yeah, it's, it's good. Remember when Drake wasn't a rapper? <laughs> God, I just... <laughs> Think about God, it. God, if I could it. go back in time. Think about it. You liked and Jimmy you liked Jimmy Brooks before he was Drake. Well no, I, I just kind of wish I could find some kind of bookie that I could uh, <laughs> <laughs> make money off this somehow. Yeah. Which Degrassi person will end up being a ubiquitous hip hop <laughs> R and B character that you cannot escape no matter how much you try. Yeah, his his stuff's real emotional and good, like, 45% of the time. When do you think we're going to transition out of the Drake era? Um, it has lasted much longer than I thought it would, A. Yeah. B, I, there's no end in sight. He keeps putting out hits. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't quite Think get it Think about Hotline Bling last summer. You could not go five feet without hearing that song. And that was just last summer. I mean, Best I Ever Had came out when? 2009? Yeah, 2008 Woo. maybe. Woo. Yeah, I remember, I remember listening to So Far Gone while driving in Kentucky. Yeah. So, yeah, that's got to be 2009-ish. Man, you just can't get away. Time plus. Well, I mean, gratefully, there's no All-Star Game in Toronto this year, so. <laughs> we won't have to endure. All those, 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 those intros were, that jacket and those intros. Nothing's better. I will never forget the moment. Him wearing the jacket with Kobe on it. Kobe comes mm-hmm. out, ignores the shit out of him. <laughs> like, dang. Wow. So. I don't know. I, I really feel like uh, Drake can be very... He's like the Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. Of the rap game. Yeah. Know? It's weird because he's like... He's cool... And I use that term loosely, but it's yeah. also like he's the butt of everyone's joke at the same time. Yeah. Which is a precarious, weird place to be, but I don't know. I mean, I guess when you keep putting out hit after hit, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, it works for him. Clearly. But yeah, he, you cannot, you like cannot go anywhere without hearing or seeing Drake. Yeah. It's remarkable. The time, the times we live in. But yeah, I don't know. I can't see the end. I don't know where, where the end is. It's, it's weird. So. I mean, other than that, I got an update for you. I'm going to see Manchester by the Sea on Tuesday. Woo, you're going to have to report back. Huh, can't wait I to cry. My- can't wait to cry. <laughs> you know, I gave my review. Yeah, I'm amped. Somebody at work told me that that it was very emotional as well. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to go watch it and cry. And I think they were surprised that I said that, but look, that's the thing I'm into. Crying at movies is fun and awesome. Well, I mean, I don't know. 
I find it hard to um, cry in the moment when something is happening. Mm. There's a very specific movie that I know you cried during that I'm, I could bring up right now, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, well, mostly what I'm saying is, like, you know, oh, I stub my toe, mm-hmm. and then I cry. Mm-hmm. So I really like to use the movies to really get those emotions out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's dark. It's quiet, besides the movie yeah. sound. Yeah, no one's going to judge you. No. No. Although I did, it did prompt me to remember one of my, one of, like, you know that I always watch movies on, on a plane. Because mm-hmm. I, at this point in my life, have a lot of cross-country flights. And so I, when I moved to Los Angeles, a uh, friend of the pod, Mark, kept encouraging me to watch Guardians of the Galaxy over and mm-hmm. over. And I'd be on a plane and I just like wouldn't be in the mood to watch it or whatever, so I never did. Mm-hmm. And then when I took my flight from JFK to LAX when I moved here, I was like, oh, I'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's funny. Cried the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. Because, you know, it's about, like, friendship and, like, finding mm-hmm. your people. And I've, I, of course, was, like, leaving my life as I had known it for the past five years behind, including Mark, who's, like, you know, one of the most important people in my life. And I just, the woman next to me had to, had to believe I was insane. <laughs> oh, no. Because I was just like, oh, this movie's so sad. You know, and it's not sad. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> I mean, like, the beginning, I could see how the begin, you know, the, like, mom mm-hmm. stuff, eh, sad. Mm-hmm. But, like, a bulk of the movie is not sad at all. There's, like, maybe two minute-long sequences that are sad. Meanwhile, yeah. you would have thought I was watching, like, The Prince of Tides or something. I was just like, I can't take it! I don't know. No, but but I like those kind of movies. I think I've cried at every single Star Trek reboot at some point. That that I'm glad you brought it up because that's what I was just referring to. But yeah, the time. Yeah, no, no, these fucking space movies get me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this genre, woof. Yeah. God, really yeah. Just fucking punches me in the gut every time. Yeah. Yeah. After our last conversation, I watched Home Alone twice. <laughs> I really want to watch that again. I, I, I haven't watched it yet this season. It holds up. It holds up. So, although I did find out a truth about it mm. that LeBron doesn't know, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Kevin McAllister's dad does not pay for all of those flights to Paris. Really? It's his brother who's living in Paris that pays for the flights for them to come over. Yeah. Interesting oh. detail. I caught that oh. in my in my rewatch. Yeah. So so the so it's the two families. So it's like the two brothers and their families. The the third brother paid for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. This brother that lives in France. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So So I mean Still, though. No, still, that house is insane. Yeah, it's insane. And, like, also, one thing I found, I, I, I need to see a McAllister family tree. Yeah. Because I cannot figure out, in that movie, whose kids belong to who, 
How mm-hmm. many siblings does Kevin even have? Just Buzz? I feel like it's just Buzz. Also, Buzz and Kevin don't look related at all. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Not buying it. Buzz looks like he could at least be, like, Catherine O'Hara's kid. I guess you're right. I guess that's true. Like, he it, he guess... looks... It, he at least looks like he could be Catherine O'Hara's. Like, I, I, I don't know where they, I don't know where Kevin came from. Maybe he's adopted. Yeah, I feel like Kevin is the real wild card there. Buzz, yeah. I feel like, looks more naturally like their child. But I'm just like, yeah. so that whole house, though, mm-hmm. is just the parents, Buzz, and Kevin. That's it? Maybe. Man. I mean, that's fine, but. Yeah, I need a family tree. I mean, I know that Fuller is his cousin. That I know. Go easy on the Pepsi. Easy on the Pepsi, Fuller. (laughs) But all those other randos, I can't figure out who's who. So, I need a family tree. I'm going to look it up I mean, does this exist already on Wikipedia? I'm I'm sure there's... there's I'm sure some nerd, praise them, (laughs) has put together a McAllister family tree infographic. (laughs) <laughs> I would hope the movie's been out a long time <laughs> I mean people have all kinds of wikis for all kinds of things now yeah yeah home alone wiki I'm sure it's there I'm sure there's like mm-hmm. home alone fan fiction I'm sure there's a whole dark world of home alone internet stuff that I don't even really want to know about so but yeah so that's that's my home alone minute Manchester by the Sea minute. That's that's it. Uh, I'm excited that we'll both be in Cleveland on Friday for the barn burner of a game, Cavs Nets. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I didn't for some reason I didn't know if you were going to be in. Yep. In town then. So. Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that there's a Friday night game considering. Saturday's game is a distinct impossibility. Yeah. Unless Santa brings me Cavs Warriors tickets, then I'll be there, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I watched Cavs Nets last year, and I feel like the Cavs almost dropped it to the Nets, which I found frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully that won't happen this year. Um, speaking of dropping games, Blazers Warriors last night. Woof. <laughs> Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Damian Lillard's feeling that way right about now. Yeah. With I mean, he should. So I did see on Thursday there was a little there was a little report that Steph Curry was gonna be wearing shoes that said um, hold on, let me check this so I don't misquote misquote this moment. I was kind of surprised by this because Steph Curry doesn't really strike me as a DIY tuned in guy, but Stranger Things. Let's see. What do we got here? Steph Curry will be rocking custom shoes with words Oakland Strong and always remember to honor the Oakland fire victims. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, 
Mostly because I don't, I don't imagine the guy who invented or who helped design Curry Lowe's being a guy who would also be tuned into like DIY venue culture. Not that that wasn't a huge story, because clearly, I mean, it was. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting that it's a Steph Curry only thing, and not something that was team wide. Mm. Mm. I, I mean, because it's. It's obviously this thing that's impacted uh, the city. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it really only said Steph. I don't know if other people did. Oh, no. Um, and, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily... He doesn't strike me. The guy who the guy who goes to eat burgers with Drake doesn't strike me as the guy who's, you know, paying tribute to a bunch of people at a you know probably like a noise show. But hey, mm-hmm. yeah, for him. like basically like new disco or whatever it is. Yeah, I, 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 it's kind of an interesting uh, dichotomy to me that you know he's wearing these tribute shoes to, you know, I certainly have my beliefs about, you know, having safe spaces for, you know, I'm all for the kind of culture that the, those individuals were wanting to live. Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome, but you kind of also have to be safe too. Yeah. Hand in hand, but it's still very much a tragedy. Yeah. Um, but one of the, it's not the sole cause of the tragedy here, but the fact that rent is so high in Oakland mm-hmm. and the reason it's so high and just the real estate situation in San Francisco and Oakland is because of the rise of tech billionaires and yeah. The influx of Silicon Valley money. Yeah. Which the Golden State Warriors definitely benefit from. Uh, yeah, totally. So it, it, it's kind of like, well, it's very nice of him to, you know, tribute to these, you know, individuals who lost their lives in this fire. But it's like, you're also kind of like making money off their backs, too. Well, in a roundabout in, way. Indirectly, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it is a weird scenario because, like, your part, you are not beholden to, but intertwined with the force that's at work that is making, you know, the rent situation so untenable. And that's going to continue to happen, especially when they move into San Francisco. Mm hmm. So, yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, it was unexpected to me. That was not, I, I got a little, I must have a uh, DIY crossover moment. <laughs> uh, I should have gotten an update that time LeBron was listening to the Art of Noise all the time, but didn't get an update <laughs> for that. That is still one of the weirdest. I th- I, that was like a fever dream. Yeah. When LeBron was just constantly, was like, his like post-workout jam and like everything. He was just like, so into the art of noise. And I was like, what? (laughs) 
like LeBron just like heavy into post punk. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what is even happening? But he loves Art of Noise. Moments in love. Just like listening to it over and over again. And me being like, what? How is this happening? I mean, Moments in Love is great. Mm-hmm. Just never knew that LeBron was a post-punk kind of guy. You know? It's like, what if you find out Russell Westbrook is really into orange juice? Or <laughs> magazine? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. So, speaking of, I think you wanted to do, I think you wanted to talk about oh, yeah. your man, uh, Russ. Yeah. Going full God Sham God the other night. 22 assists or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, working his way to the through the record books. So he's uh, another part of the 2020-10 club. So he uh, is now the seventh player with at least 20 points, 20 assists, and 10 rebounds in a single game. Hell hath and, no fury, man. Hell hath no fury. Yeah. Like a Russell and, scorned. And uh, he's uh, also now on the list of the 20 assist triple doubles. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got one, uh, the person with the most. Well, there's two folks tied for the top, Magic Johnson and Rajon Rondo with four. Mm. And uh, he's uh, also coming up on the all-time triple double list. Uh, He is nine away from Larry Bird, so he's at 50. Hmm. Well, I mean, and Larry Legends at 59. He still seems pissed, so I feel that's, you know, very possible. Yeah, no, again, I love pissed off Russell Westbrook. Do you think he and Kevin Durant have spoken to each other at this point? Um, I don't know. My guess is no. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that uh, that's going to be kind of a long lasting thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, woo, woo. I I don't think they've spoken. That's my theory. Maybe they have. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think so. I think that, I think that Russell Westbrook is like, you're dead to me. And. Oh yeah. I, I think that's, he's certainly playing with that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whew. you know, I mean, could you imagine how pissed off you'd be if I just like decided to go join a different NBA podcast? I, I would just start recording podcasts every day. <laughs> I would just start flooding the internet with podcasts. <laughs> like, speaking of hell hath no fury, I mean, <laughs> look out. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> I don't think the internet is prepared for how many podcasts. I would just be like, every day I'd get up and I'd be like, going to record another one. <laughs> trying to, trying to, you know, beat some records here. Yeah. I'd, I'd be I recording mean... them in the morning. I'd be recording them at night. <laughs> I don't even know what I'd be talking about, but I'd be recording them. <laughs> Look out, world. Yeah. Me reading sports, yes. Me reading sports, yes to people. Sports, yes. Sports, yes. Although, I will say this. One thing I did like about that was that they chose to 
create a character on a show who was a female sports journalist who was, like, attractive and, like, had a personality and was funny and they weren't like, oh, this is so weird that she's a sports writer. They were just like, oh, yeah, she's a sports writer. Granted, she used sports, yes, but... <laughs> I'm just going to check my sports, yes, while we're on this date or whatever. So, uh, well, the character that she's dating is the character Josh Charles plays. So it was like a nice mm-hmm. little, you know, callback to Sports Night, the one of the best uh, shows yeah. of all time. Definitely. One of the best characters of all time. So, uh, that makes me want to rewatch Sports Night. Even though, you know, there's so much other stuff I could be watching, and then I choose to just rewatch stuff I've already seen. Well, I mean, there's a lot of garbage out there. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Sports, sports Night. Whew. Real good one. Um... What else? What else? I forgot what else we had on our little docket that we were going to talk about. Um, we got a full uh, day. We got a full day of Christmas games coming up. Yeah. So that's Hold exciting. On. That's exciting. Yeah, Sunday, huh? Sunday. Sunday yeah, is Christmas, Christmas is Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody has been driving through my neighborhood every day with like a sound system hooked up to their car playing Christmas music. Oh, Jesus. It's happened two days in a row. Last night I was, like, scared because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> oh, God. It was, like, a weird, bad cover of Blue Christmas. So, it happened already <laughs> earlier today. Maybe, I like, don't know. What possesses people? People love Christmas. They love it. I I I feel like the Grinch. The only thing I'm excited about is watching basketball from the time I get up till the time I go to bed. That's it. Not that I, I mean, I'm excited to see my family or whatever. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But like, it doesn't have to be Christmas for me to be excited to see my family. Like I just love right. them. But yeah, I cannot, I, I wish you could like buy the Christmas spirit and just shoot up and just get some of it. <laughs> I don't have it. And I don't know when that happened. Like, I I just could not care less. I could not care less. I go to the grocery store, and it's like Christmas carols, like blah, 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 blah. I even have, like, a couple playlists that I've made of, like, Christmas mm-hmm. songs that I like. I've been trying to, like, immerse myself in it to get into it. No. No. I think it's been harder this year. Because I, 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 certainly I'm not a Christmas person. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think this is the first time I've had a Christmas tree in my home since since you like lived with your parents and had a tree? Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a tree since I've as an adult. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and you know, and it's nice and I've got lights in the window and you know, Jason really likes Christmas, which is cool. And to your point about shooting up Christmas, I would love to sometime. <laughs> just like one injection of Christmas spirit. Just like. Yeah. You know. I, it's, I don't know. It, it was. It's. Um, 
it's never historically been the holiday that I get jacked up for for personal reasons and mm-hmm. it's just I don't know it's it's one that's really hard to um you know you know that saying fake it till you make it yeah I'm, it, yeah, it's really I feel hard. you and I don't even feel like a Grinch I'm not even like anti-Christmas per se I just it's like apathy I just don't yeah. care there, so we had our holiday Christmas party this past week, mm-hmm. um, and you know I'm standing in line to get my you know catered barbecue or whatever, <laughs> and yeah, the woman standing behind me just starts like she's singing, wow, um, like she's like singing a c- Christmas song. I I can't remember which one because I think I was just like burning with rage. Mm-hmm. And just doing my best to just not, like, have a stroke. Yeah, or, like, or like pick up some brisket and, like, throw it at her or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. And someone else mentioned, um, <laughs> someone else said, you have to stop singing. I think you're going to make Kim have a stroke. Oh. She looks like she's in physical pain. Other people are aware of this. Yeah. I will... Uh, I don't know. And and then it's just like this person is like singing to the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is Christmas about like brown curly hair to you? I, I don't know. I fuck Christmas. She was just she just had the she just had the spirit. You should have been like, Yeah, can you, she, can you shoot she me up injected with some of that? before. I'm telling you. Like we walked in this conference room. To, I, I just I didn't get it. To me I'm like I, the point of having a tr- I live alone. Mm-hmm. Like, what would be the point of having a tree? Seems useless to me. Um, like, what am I going to do? Put gifts under it that I'm going to, A, give to other people who don't live here, or B, like, <laughs> no gifts under it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I was in New York a couple weekends ago, and a friend of mine's apartment is, like, all done up for Christmas. I, I know my mom's house is probably, like, done up for Christmas. My mom, she definitely knows how to put on for the holidays. But I personally just don't, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. It bums me out because, yeah, like, I wish I could, like, get into it, have this feeling that other people are having. But, yeah, no. No. I could listen to that, you know, Ramones cover of, Baby, please come home. Nope. Mm-hmm. Still not doing it. I Christmas in Hollis, my probably my favorite Christmas song. No. Yeah. You you'll have to you'll have to watch that uh skit from SNL. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a, a good take on that. The waitress's Christmas rapping, excellent song. Mm-hmm. Still you know, not doing it. And my favorite also I love Elvis Christmas songs. Oh yeah. But I've been trying, and yeah, it's just not working. But when, yeah, when somebody bottles the Christmas spirit and you can just shoot it up, I'm in. Yeah. I don't know. uh, To me, it just seems like a little kid's holiday. Yeah, I guess, like, I guess, yeah, if I, like, had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But even then, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, because then you're like, fuck, I have kids. How did that happen? Yeah, A, I have kids. That's a different set of problems altogether. But then, (laughs) like, 
I would be like, okay, kids, now we're going to watch basketball for 12 hours. And they'd be like, what? Like, you know, there's no gifts. The gift is from TNT. <laughs> it's just basketball all day. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some ham and some eggnog for watching basketball all day. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a guy that keeps wearing a Santa hat around my office. Like, mm-hmm. this has been going on for a week already. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, yo, dude, <laughs> dial it down. I don't know. Yeah, no, and, and to our listeners that really love Christmas, I hope this doesn't alienate you. We, Whoa, we I, just want to know. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, like, what gets you jacked up? for christmas what is it about christmas that you love tweet at us i want to know yeah yeah like don't bring in the jesus stuff well yeah i'm not buying leave religion out of it but besides a full slate of basketball games and the obvious like being with your family i get (laughs) those things those things i understand it's it's this it's the intangibles of christmas that i'm struggling with yeah so um but yeah, looking forward to that full slate. Yeah, full slate. Uh, us hanging out sometime in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, on that note, I guess we can conclude this pre-Christmas basketball party. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a wonderful last Christmas with Obama. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time, if you will. <laughs> so... All right. Well, I will uh, see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you. In person. Yeah, I'll see you. Oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. In the homeland. All right, bye, dude. Bye. Life, sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. That's when you're the prettiest. I hope that y'all don't take it wrong. Y'all don't even trip when friends say you ain't bringing Drake along. You know that I'm working. I'll be there soon as I make it home.